And welcome to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. This is your host, of course, Eddie Cohn. Very excited. This is an emergency podcast. An emergency podcast is when the insanity of our culture happens at such a rapid rate that I have to record a podcast as quickly as possible because you know how we are. We're just going to move on to the next news story, which means you need to record a podcast right away or else people are going to forget what you're talking about. So I have sort of my sports go-to guy when it comes to emergency podcasts in the sports community. And now Calvin hopefully will be my go-to correspondent friend when it goes when it comes to the yoga community insanity. So yes, Calvin Corzine, I spoke to him a couple days ago for an emergency podcast. And this was the day before he flew off to France uh, for his retreat. So I'm really happy he took the time. It's just it's about a half hour long. Basically the subject, a couple of reasons why I wanted to reach out to him. You know, one of my issues with Instagram and sort of the yoga world is when these teachers or these acrobats or these gymnasts post these crazy sort of upside down photos, I'm always curious as to what they're necessarily inspiring. And ironically, the day after Calvin posted a video, which we'll get into and talk about, a woman fell off the side of her building. I'm, I'm not laughing at her. I, I obviously hope she's okay. But she fell off the side of her building and fell either 80 feet or 80 flights. It has to be 80 feet or else she probably would be dead by now. But she did break lots of bones. She was apparently performing or trying to do a upside down, some sort of yoga posture for her following or to quote unquote become an influencer. So we talk about that because, you know, he and I see a little differently when it comes to what exactly these types of photos are inspiring. But he also posted, he's been posting these videos where he's lying in, a, uh, in an ice bath, talking, talking about different observations that he has on the yoga community or in regards to the yoga community. And, and on the one hand, I do like what he's doing because I think this world that we're living in now where everybody's just posting perfect, happy pictures, I do think subconsciously it's impacting our culture. And I think it's part of the reason why so many people are depressed. So we talk about that, but my confusion with it is I like how he's doing something besides pretty pictures, but he's posing questions, which ultimately is bringing more quote unquote artificial conversation onto a social media platform. And I think that's the last thing we should be doing. I think we have become a culture that is primarily talking through DMs and texts and comments, as opposed to having face-to-face conversations where there's actual context. And I don't think there's much context or it's, it's impossible to pick up on context on a social media platform. So on one hand, I applaud his usage of the platform, but then I'm also sort of perplexed by, is it really creating more harm than good? So we talk about that, but I did feel it was appropriate for me to play the video, or at least the audio of him sharing his views on pretty pictures. And then ultimately we talk about it. So let me play this clip for you from Calvin Corzine. Again, he can be found on Instagram at CalvMonster. So my question for you today is more just about Instagram content for yoga. And um, me and my buddy see things pretty differently on this and have this conversation. When you see people do a bunch of like crazy, dangerous poses, like hand standing on a cliff, 
or some pretty stupid shit like that. Or even when you see somebody like on a beach or somewhere tropical doing a pretty fancy pose, those are things like I would classify just like Instagram photos. Because if no one's taking a photo, you're not doing that shit. Um, do you feel inspired by that? Um, do you kind of have the mindset I do where it's, it's a cool picture and you move on? Or does it kind of make you feel bad about yourself or jealous of the situation, etc.? Um, what's your take on that? Let me know. Cool. So... I think we have a really good conversation. There's no yelling, which is always a good sign. But I really believe when he and I talk, there's just a good balance of back and forth, listening, speaking. So again, super thankful Calvin took the time to talk with me. He's in France right now. He should be back in like a week or so. Uh, He teaches all over LA. He teaches online for Aloe Yoga. He can be found on Instagram at CalvMonster and to all of you. If you dig the show, please share it with some friends. Head over to iTunes and write a review. Super quick. That stuff is really helpful. And as always, oh, lastly, next week, I welcome actor-comedian Sean Cowhig to the show. But for now, thank you so much for being a part and listening to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. I mean, you always sound good, so what can I say? Um, well, here's the deal. Uh, this, first of all, this is an emergency podcast, and I've only had one emergency podcast before. It's with one of my sports friends, uh, because Beyonce was getting killed. Or no, um, the owner of the Golden State Warriors, his wife was getting killed because... Are we, ro- are we rolling right now? Oh, yeah, we're rolling. Don't worry. We'll okay. get... So I, I had an emergency podcast because all of Beyonce's fans were freaking out because they all thought that uh, the Golden State Warriors owner's wife was flirting with Jay-Z. And so this sort of went insane on Instagram. I remember that. Yeah. So now I'm having an emergency podcast, yoga related. So you're going to be my go-to guy whenever I have an emergency podcast. And I'm okay with that <laughs> as long as you don't mind my opinionated ass. <laughs> I really liked your idea a couple, maybe a couple months ago where you're sitting in an ice bath and you're posing questions about the yoga community. And you know my feelings about, for whatever reason, the trend a few years ago, and I realize our time is limited, so we're going to keep it short, but I realized the trend sort of became all about very often yoga teachers Posting pretty pictures. Posting pretty pictures all the time. So I like that you were stating your opinions about particular things in the yoga community and then sort of asking feedback. Now, but I would say like giving observations, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, But actually first, so what, what is your intention or what are you trying to convey or why are you doing this? First of all, let me, cause you're my guest. So let me ask you some questions. First of all, why are you doing that? Why do I do that? Um, Because... I get tired of taking photos of myself and sometimes I'm just not that into it. Um, and I, you know, I have to post on Instagram for financial obligations, X amount. And, um, and if I can do that to create engagement and raise my opinions and kind of just show people more who I am specifically, instead of having to worry about creating content in captions, you know, or like, going on photo shoots and all that stuff. Whereas if I can just have somebody film me for a minute and doing something that I do three times a week anyways, and just talking, 
why not? It just makes it a little more personal. Um, and I'm sure when you read those or listen to those, you probably feel a little more like our normal conversations as opposed to looking at some pretty picture. Here's the thing that I think about, though. I, I, I like that it's something different than a pretty picture. But when you're posing questions that is creating more, quote unquote, dialogue or back and forth or comments in a sort of uh, outer space platform, I think it's mis there's no context. And like in my personal experience, I wake up and there's this long paragraph from Paul about how he is you know, he, he, the same thing is happening in the music industry and, you know, people that are showing off in, on instrumentation are getting more attention. And then I start, and then I'm responding to Paul and then he and I are like having this back and forth via DM. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I woke up and I mean, you and I had a confidential conversation. I realized you, you messaged me the day before, and I, but I still didn't know that you were going to tag me. And I, I'm not saying this with any sort of angst or anger because I, I really don't care. But I wake, right. up, I wake up to seeing that, and then Paul and I are DMing, and I'm like, wait, Paul, I, I, can't, I can't do this. I can't have a, a dialogue with you about this. And then the funny thing is, is then like a week ago, and I want Paul to come on the show with you in like a couple weeks, he's like responding back and forth with Ryan about something about like paying your dues. And I'm thinking, I, I, I don't, so I'm asking your attentions because I feel like it's creating more artificial, shallow dialogue and, and people, I don't think are really actually communicating their true beliefs per se on a social media platform because lots of people are seeing it. All right. Well, I understand what you're saying about not conveying your beliefs because based on how I frame my comments and one thing is I go off the top of my head. So I don't, it's not thought out. I just, I, I'm not scripting what I'm saying in an ice bath, you know? <laughs> right. Um, so I think when that particular post happened, it was framed in a way where it said, do you make it feel bad? Do they make you feel bad about your, or no, I said, are you inspired? Do you just take it for a pretty picture and move on? Or does it make you feel bad about yourself? So I think in general is probably framed towards you're probably going to agree with the first one or two options. And based on the way I was saying that it, I just think it's a pretty picture and I move on, I it probably didn't get as many people where if I had said that it made me feel bad about myself, they might have agreed or opened up. They maybe weren't comfortable doing that for sure. Um, that's in, so you know that's interesting. In hindsight, that's my bad, but it's not. But it would be ingenuine to say it makes me feel bad because it doesn't. Um, so the framework plays a factor in the interactions. But my intentions, um, I have to post a certain amount. I get paid to do that right. by you know whatever. Um, so when you say it's 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 uh, creating artificial conversation or what have you, it's kind of like well. Pick your poison on what you want. I'm going to put up X amount of posts a week. So I can do the pretty pictures and then it's kind of like I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. Or I can create a dialogue or give some opinions or bring to light. Like you'd be shocked at how many people reach out to me in these last couple months since I do these videos about like you're saying the stuff we all think and I appreciate it. And thank you for having the balls to say it. Um, mainly like my satirical comments kind of making fun of shit. But um, – but it's just like this is a different way to be more genuine to my own personality on social media. And I'm going to post anyways. So it's like if that's if, – if it becomes like why are you doing that, and, you know, then 
then what's next? What are you then asking for as somebody posing the question? What, what do you want then? If I'm not, not if I'm now switching to something that's not filtered, not planned out, and it's an actual video of me just talking from a picture that's probably filtered or tuned up in some capacity and staged, then, then what do you as, as the follower, the viewer, what are you asking for as the, the better option of the three? You know, give me the third option. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's fair. And I, I get a lot of that from people, too, where they're happy that I started having these conversations because I'm bringing up things a lot of people are thinking but don't really know how to communicate it or don't want exactly. to or they're scared to. Um, yeah. And also it's like, um, yes, is it, a, is it a conversation that some people probably bullshit or say fake shit in there? Absolutely. And is it online, which is in general, I think, more of a pet peeve of yours. But if they don't interact to my statement – it's not me posting that video is not pulling them onto their phone based on push notifications. They're on their phone anyways. And if they're not responding to something I do, they're still going to like other photos or interact on the platform another way. I so guess at the end of the day, yeah. maybe it's better that they at least say something on this instead of going and liking a bunch of pretty photos instead. I guess I, this is my sort of conundrum and, and I, and I'm okay with using Instagram and social media because I know philosophers like um, Sam Harris, minimalists like Colin Wright are using them because despite the fact that they can't stand technology and what it's doing to our culture, they have podcasts and books that they know if they if they don't put them on a social media platform, maybe 40, 50% of their audience isn't going to know about it. So, Unless you're Keanu Reeves. <laughs> right, unless you're Keanu Reeves. So I guess... I, I'm, it's, it's, it, I think it just comes down to a best of the worst scenario first for you, the way you're framing the question. No, it's very fair. I think I, I get concerned though, when you are posing, I don't want to say concerned, I'm not like losing sleep or anything. And, and, and there's two things that I'm thinking about. I just, I do think about the overall systemic effect. And then when I think of yoga, I really, I'm not trying to be a stickler here, but one of the reasons that I did get inspired to actually become a teacher is I found the ego, the narcissism of a lot of the teachers that I was around to sort of be intolerable. And it felt to me like they're doing things that are getting people to pay more attention to their phone than their actual real life. And so when I see I understand and I like your intention, but when it to me it's bringing more conversations, quote unquote, uh, online on, instead of in yeah, real the, life. Because you and I, it's just it's it's it confusing to me, and I, I, you know, you and I have face to face conversations, and they're much different and much more. There's context and nuance, and all totally. of those all of those subtleties are lost and and on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the tough part is like, I think you could probably agree, like in a lot of our personal conversations, I always, I always love to use this term. I don't know if you catch on too much or not, but I always say, well, that depends. Yeah. Because Hunter always says that to me when I have an anatomical question. He's like, well, that depends. Um, but the problem is, let's say it wasn't an Instagram. Let's say it's just text because that's essentially what you're doing. You're texting somebody through a platform. That happens through text too. If you or I have those conversations, you can't have those conversations 
and have proper context unless it's face to face. But that's the problem, though, is that like I know better to text when it's something like I'm running late, or I'm gonna I'll meet you, or I'll meet you there or, or wherever, or I didn't find yeah. a parking spot. But like you know, Vetus actually texted me while I was in your class about swimming this weekend. And I made a comment, and you know I'm sarcastic, and he took it the wrong way, and then it became a pseudo sort of discussion about... Why would you say that? Yes, exactly. And I Um, think, and so I just, I don't know, I think people are replacing the face-to-face or the phone call with the, the text, and yeah, but, you know, if you think about the amount of people whose phone number you have in your phone, it's it's a whole different conversation because now you're talking about people texting instead of being in real life. Whereas in general, the podcast talks about kind of social media keeping us out of um, real life and being on our phones and, and texting just becomes a whole nother conversation. Right. Um, and I think it changes the subject a whole lot. But. Well, I you just, know, I guess my, you have my number. So I post that and, and you can call me, um, right. Paul, could, Paul could call me. Most of these other people of the, I, I don't know how many comments to get. Let's, let's say it's not a hundred comments. Um, not a lot of those people could have that interaction with me because I don't know them. Um, but does that mean that based on my contractual obligations and essentially building a brand and when you teach, you are the brand, um, showing more of my personality and opinions for piece of people who it resonates with or not, that, like it's kind of like okay, sorry guys, you don't have this, you don't have this person's phone number, you don't get to hear any of their stuff, right? Um, well, so it goes different for somebody else than for you as someone I regularly interact with, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's fair, and I feel lucky that I'm able to um, have a real life conversation with with you or Vetus or whomever. And I think my other issue is, and I want to ask one or two other questions, like even today though, I do think, you know, you brought up the question about, is this photo from some yoga superstar inspiring or making you feel bad? I think the reality is it's doing all, it's doing all the above. Yeah. And and maybe people don't understand those adverse effects of what it is doing, or they don't sink in or they don't really understand the resentment that might be built. Yeah, I, I absolutely. But that's going to happen by looking at a billboard. You're, that, you're I mean, right. that's modeling. That that's literally what what modeling really. I does. just think when you attach the word, and I'm not trying, and this is why yoga. I yeah, I disagree with Paul when he brings up music. You know, there is an obvious sexuality and a performance aspect to Led Zeppelin and James Brown and whomever, their uh, Beyonce. I just, you know, when I think of yoga, and maybe I'm classical and naive or something, but, um, and maybe it's just context or just how I got into it, but I do think, I, I took your class the other day and there was maybe 80, 90 people in there and I couldn't help but think, and I brought this up to you a couple of days ago, how many of these people should be focusing more on the sort of emotional internal aspect of yoga as opposed to the physical. And I I do think all these things that have been going on online with all these yoga apparel companies, it's just pushing it all towards physical. When we talk about that, you're not wrong, but um, I believe in the conversation I referenced that a lot of those people work normal jobs with normal hours. And at the end of the day, they have an hour, an hour and a half 
where they need to do a little bit of everything. And so a class like mine that's challenging and all all that stuff um, isn't isn't nearly as preachy, um, but it's their effort at a little bit of everything. Where it's a workout where you feel like you're a little more stretched out, you're a little more relaxed, and maybe if some of that other stuff can sink in on its own, great. Um, but it's one it's it's kind of different than you or I who have off hours where like I'll wake up and go for a run or lift weights and then I've done my workout in my mind and then I'll go to a yoga class because I want to feel stretched out and mellow out or those sorts of things or you could go meditate or, or any of you know any of your other mindfulness options. Um, but most people aren't awarded that luxury. So there's a story that came out. Um, where, the chick who fell off of a balcony? Yeah, the woman fell off the balcony trying to do a yoga pose. And I, I've always, not that I'm saying I told you so, but I have been curious if that was ever... I, I reposted that one. And it was like a day or two after I posted that talk <laughs> to. It was phenomenal. So, um, that's, but that's the thing. I mean, I, I do think, you know, this goes back to your post... I, even I'm trying to think, what are those photos inspiring people to do anyway? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I couldn't help but laugh when I read that article personally. Well, me too. And I I'm, thought it was I'm sorry that she got messed up. Um, <laughs> of course, like, but like, yeah, it's one of those things that you've been waiting to happen. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's happened more than we've heard about as well. Yeah, people just aren't going to be like, hey, by the way, I tried to take this photo and fell on my face. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting one, but does it happen in other things? I don't think it equates over. I, well, like it's tough. I don't think it equates over to something like music. Cause that's an example you've been using, um, in this capacity cause no one's going to get hurt. But I mean, I've seen it where people try to do jujitsu moves that they see on the internet. And if it's one of these dangerous leg locks or something and people don't know or see it coming, like you can get really injured. Um, and that's something flashy or, or above the level of, of a lower belt who probably shouldn't do those leg locks just mm -hmm. to give it another capacity of the conversation. So I, I think it does carry over. I don't think everything is equivalent to yoga, but I, I do just find it so silly that someone fell off a balcony trying to, and I looked at the picture and I was like, what is she even trying to do? Yeah. Um, in the hopes that it would go yoga viral, but what, <laughs> yes. So I, I don't know. Like, is there the flip side? If you see somebody who's an Ironman athlete and decide I'm going to go do one of these dangerous races when you're not prepared there, I think there's a lot of equivalence that do or don't have more merit, but I don't think everything translates to it. So I think you are correct. And just the implications of yoga it's it's just a different implication whether that's justified or not. Well, for whatever reason, if I see Evil Knievel or somebody like him flying over like 50 cars on his motorcycle, I, I feel, and I don't know if this is a terrible example, but I get the sense that that's probably dangerous. But for whatever reason, I do think there is an elegance or an ease at, in which you or other you know, famous yoga people do these postures where it could make one think that that's actually really easy to do. And, oh, I should do that also. And I think this is my thing. I, I just, I just had this epiphany. I almost wish 
some of these these famous yoga people would sort of do a little disclosure or say something like, you know, I've been doing this for the last 15 years. It's taken a long time. Uh, I wouldn't suggest, I mean, I don't know. It's even like Sean Phelps. He does these really quick one minute videos where he's like talking while he's holding himself up with one hand or something. And I'm like, do you have any idea how hard what he's doing actually is? Yeah, I mean, it's insanely hard. Um, I mean, that's why I think a, a little while back I've posted a couple where I'm like Instagram versus real life and people are waiting for me to like fall off the bridge or whatever. <laughs> and I just like do the pose for like a second or two or like a one-handed handstand. And that's the making of the photo um, just to kind of give a little more realness to it. But yeah, I, I think the problem is that that disclosure, pre-disclosure of, hey, I've been doing this for a long time is implied and people just don't acknowledge it. Huh. And there's also people that come in from a gymnastics or contortion background who just pick it up immediately. Um, yoga, I mean, there are people that can come in and just kind of like, I don't want to say fake it, but like nobody steps on an NBA court and isn't there. You know, they've, they've worked their way up there. Yoga, there are people that step on their mat and can do crazy stuff in the first class, first month, first week. There's not a, um, a timetable or or an implied like pay your dues sort of something or another. I don't right. know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. There is some people just can naturally do things that others it could take 25 years to be able to do. Or just never do. Or just never do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I guess I, I'll leave it at this. I'll just say I, I think now more than ever, and I was listening to a podcast, it's like I keep thinking about the op- opioid addiction problem uh, the suicide problems and all these mental issues at an all time high. And I just was talking to a friend of mine where he's dealing with like constant issues with his son who can't stop staring at his phone all day. And so, so when I think about all of that going on, I just ultimately, I think, well, yoga should be this reprieve or this, this helpful tool to help people sort of figure out or find some serenity in their life. And instead it often feels like it's just trying, it's becoming a, a show off show. So, you know, but I think that there's one thing that maybe, and I'm just thinking about this right now that might help you change your narrative. Um, or just a point to, to take into consideration that not all yoga is considered equal Hmm. or not all, or whatever the phrase would be, uh, not all yoga is, is equal because it's not, um, and you're talking about Instagram stuff who may or may not be teachers. And you're right. But should, you know, like, uh, uh, let's talk about more like Iyengar yoga. You know, if somebody breaks their back and the doctor says you do yoga, that their doctor does not mean come take my class. Right. <laughs> they mean go to a therapeutics, a level one, an Iyengar, a slow, method- like a, not that my class is methodical, but a, a lot different class than mine. Um and part of that is the ego, what classes you want to go to or what you resonate with, what you identify with. But I think a lot of what you're talking about is vinyasa flow. And vinyasa flow is a lot different than maybe people who are practicing more yin yoga, restorative yoga, stuff along those lines that's really slowing them down. No music, a more meditative experience, which people need 100%. Right. But Everything is not equal. Power yoga, vinyas, oh, there's so much stuff. Ashtanga. That, so I, I think the conversation needs to compartmentalize from just a style of yoga that 
is in many ways group fitness along with maybe some other benefits, but leans towards group fitness a lot in its overall capacity. I just had an idea. I challenge you to um, pose a restorative pose on your Instagram page sometime in the next month. Sure. Deal. (laughs) Really? Yeah, sure. Awesome. I I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, sure. No problem. (laughs) You think I'm being ridiculous, don't you? (laughs) I'm fine with it, man. I do that stuff, you know? That's part of like showing everyone the the weird stuff I do, like on the days when I'm on a kick to post some stories, like through what I'm actually doing. I'm going running, I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. Or when I'm talking, like those are my opinions on things. Yeah. Um, I just, I think the, the, the problem is, is that the Instagrammers that are doing the vinyasa upside down stuff, they have more followers than all the people that are doing the restorative stuff because, you know, that stuff is just more interesting to the eyeballs. So if I mean, they have more followers than me, shit. <laughs> yes. No, but if more people are seeing that, then they're, that's, here's the thing, and I'll leave you with this. I do think we are much more influenced and manipulated than we really think. And although all these people are people could say, Oh, I'm I'm not feeling bad or I don't want to do that, I don't I do think our you don't bra- believe. I don't believe I do think we're tricked into believe I think our brains are much more easily manipulated than we're giving it credit for. So Yeah. Look, you're not wrong. But and I you know, we've talked about this before. I think like people need to be adults and right. take responsibility for their actions and their decisions and their choices. And that's a much bigger problem for us than people going on Instagram. And yeah. it all ties in because if you act like an adult and take responsibility for your shit, then this stuff doesn't become an issue. Right. Um, well, you're off tomorrow to um, Switzerland or France? France, just outside of Switzerland. All right. For a, like a 10 day or week retreat? A week yoga retreat. I'm super, super stoked. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Um, when I get back, we can debate this shit more. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Paul on here, but I think he might be nervous to have. Paul no, I think it, I here. think it would be good to, uh, to to do this, and I'm I'm excited that I actually got you to sign up for Skype for the first time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh well. Cal, thanks so much for taking the time. Have a great trip. I'll see you when you get back. All right. Awesome. Talk to you soon. Yep. Yeah.